WWE mentality. Finally, The Rock has come back. Well, let me tell you something, brother. I'm not finished with you. And that's the bottom line. What? Because Stone Cold said so. And welcome back to WWE Mentality. God, yet another week full of news, full of new things happening in uh, the world of WWE, in the world of me, in the world of Justin. I'm actually sitting in a new studio over at East Carolina Radio, right behind the gym in Naxhead. It's a little different being over here. Uh, I get a, a little bit more comfortable chair to sit in different mic. I don't have to be so close. feels good. It's cool in here. The weather outside is crappy, but super cool in here. feels good. feels like it's meant to be. And talking about meant to be, I'm meant to talk about WWE. I feel like that's what I was born to do. If I can't compete in WWE, I'm going to talk about WWE, darn it. Well, we have, of course, SmackDown to cover. We have Raw to cover. And, uh, Maybe we'll hit on some NXT, maybe some news out of NXT that we haven't heard of yet. And also talking about news, I'll get you some news you may not have heard of, but now you have. And Justin was going to be with me this week. Unfortunately, we are in a production room, or I am in a production room, where there's only one mic. So, until we can get two mics, we're going to have to deal with one. And right now, talking about one, I am the only one, the one and only JR, and I am welcoming you back once again for another great edition of WWE Mentality. So, let's get to it. SmackDown Live, Friday, January 31st, took place at the BOK Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. WWE is doing their Midwest to West Coast uh, tour right now. And I'm sure around uh, WrestleMania time, since it's, uh, WrestleMania is on the East Coast in Tampa Bay this year, they'll be doing a uh, East Coast tour for a good week or so. But until then, we're going to talk about SmackDown Live in Oklahoma. Um, the Bloodline. Talking about Roman Reigns, Jimmy, and Jay Uso. They call themselves the Bloodline. I like that name, man. It it fits them. It fits the Samoan heritage that they have. And I'm actually kind of excited to see what's going to be happening with the Bloodline coming later on. And I've got Bloodline news, I should say. Sounds kind of weird saying Bloodline news, like like a murder has happened or something. Well, nonetheless, um, some Bloodline news uh, involving the Big Dog and Jimmy and Jay Uso later on in the show. But the Big Dog making a massive challenge to Baron Corbin and his stable regarding of um, Corbin himself, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode. Making a stipulation to their match later on in the night. And that stipulation being the losing team in the six-man tag team. And that six-man tag team I'm referring to is the Bloodline versus Corbin's Court, I should say. Let's just say that. Yeah, Corbin's Court sounds great. Um... I should patent that before I get it stolen away from me. Uh, yeah, the six-man tag team match would involve them six guys I just said. 
And the stipulation again would be the losing team of that six-man tag team match would have to eat dog food. Uh, the table now for Corbin's court has definitely turned and the stakes are getting way higher because honestly, who the hell wants to eat some dog food? Not me. And I've talked to Justin earlier about it. I don't think he's down for it. And I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but uh, email me at teamwweobx at gmail.com to let me know if you would eat the dog food. What would you do if you got put in that situation? Well, I'll tell you what happened later on in the show. The Miz and Morrison, John Morrison that is, defeated Heavy Machinery, The Revival, and The Lucha House Party to earn a SmackDown tag team title match against The New Day at WWE Super Showdown. I kind of feel like I've heard that before. Just like that that commercial, like Super Showdown. Maybe it was, oh, I know what it was. It was that John Cena prank call. If you haven't heard that John Cena prank call, go to YouTube and look up John Cena prank call. That is a hilarious thing to listen to for sure. But anyway, The Miz and Morrison, John Morrison, defeated both the, or all three of those tag teams. And I got some news on the revival, man. Them, they're asking for the release again. That's the second time they've asked for their release. Turning down, I believe it was like 500000 apiece. That is just straight ridiculous. But nonetheless, The Miz and John Morrison go on, and they're going to be facing The New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team Champions at Super Showdown. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defeated Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. With there being a lot of talk that the winning team could be on the fast track, soon getting a WWE Women's Tag Team title match against Asuka, who may be uh, a double a double champion here in a few minutes. In a few minutes, I mean a couple days, maybe a couple weeks. But, yeah, I mean, could be on the fast track. And uh, both of these teams out the gates came out with some intensity. I mean, just imagine Nikki Cross getting back into the title picture, Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose getting into the title picture. Uh, fire and desire that is in the clutch though cross connected with a uh, swinging net breaker to rose and the goddess finished off god's greatest creation which being mandy rose with a twisted bliss off the top ropes to win the match mandy though is not done yet because although she lost the match earlier on in the night she kind of fulfilled her schedule more than what it already is with photo shoots tag team matches hanging out with Sonya Deville on the beach taking photos looking good in bikinis she has a she has a date on the 14th which being none other than um, Valentine's Day with the one and only Otis so Mandy Rose don't get so down on your luck yet because I feel like Otis is going to treat you well he'll probably take you out to a nice dinner and eat tons of food right in front of you and disgust you but turn you on at the same time because that's what us big men like to do but again also some advice for you young people out there that are listening Otis and Mandy definitely a match made in heaven I feel that I feel like they're really gonna do great together I think they're gonna be really good on mix match challenge if they bring that back very interesting team dynamic 
Um, you got the really pretty girl going out with a big, somewhat handsomer guy. <laughs> you can hear the, the doubt in my voice there. But, yeah, always shoot your shot. You young cats out there, shoot your shot. You got nothing to lose. Braun Strowman defeated Shinsuke Nakamura to win his first singles championship title since he's been in the WWE. Doesn't that sound weird? Braun Strowman being there for what, like five years? Just now winning his first ever singles championship match? Sounds just weird to say. But anyway, nonetheless, he won the Intercontinental Championship match against Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, what's going to happen with that? Because I feel like they're going to, you know, the, Cesaro, the team of Cesaro, the team of Sami Zayn, the team of Shinsuke Nakamura, they're just going to dissipate. I think they're just going to grow apart. They're going to break up that stable. They've done, they've done what they needed to do. Sami Zayn is very entertaining to watch as a heel. He's a good mouthpiece. Shinsuke, I think he, he needs to get back on that singles run. Um, you know, possibly maybe team up with Cesaro or something, go up to tag team champions. Uh, and that's that's later on down the road, you know what I'm saying? And, and Cesaro, as Justin has said it many times, he, he is honestly giving off that feel that he is a journeyman. And I hate to say it because Cesaro is such a good talent. But he is a journeyman, and them three, I think, again, are just going to dissipate, they're going to fizzle out, and it's just going to be... That, that faction is going to be no more. So, interesting to see how all that does play out later on coming down the road of WrestleMania. Um, we'll have to see. I mean, I don't have any ideas right now. So, uh, Sheamus defeated Shorty G once again. Uh, I've said it multiple times. I'm tired of seeing rematches. They've faced each other, what, four times already? At least four times. I might be overshooting it, but it... It does feel like four times, at least. But I'm just, I'm tired of seeing it. I'm tired of seeing, you know, if you have a match at a pay-per-view, right? Or you have matches before the pay-per-view that lead up to the pay-per-view and you have that same match there. That's okay with me. Because you're building the intensity of the pay-per-view. You're building the story. So having the match after a pay-per-view doesn't make any sense. Get done. The, the pay-per-view is supposed to be end of story. That's what pay-per-views are. They're, they're marks. There are certain marks you put on the calendar. You know, you, you start you start one mark at TLC, right? And let's go back to December. All right, so uh, after TLC, you start a story. All right, your mark is the World Rumble. That's a month. That gives you a month to build the story, build the build the tension, build the you know intensity of the storyline, and you finish it. You finish it there. That's all that that. In my own opinion, that's what I feel like. If you have something else that you think that stories that shouldn't shouldn't go on for this long and and it lasts this long, especially with I know Sheamus is a great talent. Don't get me wrong, Shorty G is a phenomenal talent, but they're mid card guys, all right. And, and Sheamus, I don't feel like is going to be moved up to a, a main event part guy right now and possibly not even until maybe next year so why you have plenty of other talent to move Seamus again great talent put him against Apollo Crews or something you know what I mean and I got more I, I got more to talk about as far as character building uh, talking about Raw but just move those guys on 
Again, if you have another opinion, email me at teamwwebx.com or teamwweobx at gmail.com. I'm sorry. At gmail.com. Yeah, email me and let me know what you think. Do you think Storyline should go on for that far? And if you're listening on YouTube, comment down below and let me know what you think. I need to hear some reviews from you people. Um, I, I want to hear your reviews. I want to hear your opinions. So please, email me or comment down below on the YouTube uh, site that you're on right now or any other site that you're on. Uh, find a way to get up with me. I also have a Facebook page, WWE Mentality Facebook page. Um, you can message me there or leave a uh, comment there. I'm always on there. We're growing our, uh, our listeners up to, I believe, 230 total downloads in just a couple short months, um, ad- averaging about 15 views a week on YouTube. And honestly, I couldn't be more happier. This is amazing. This is an amazing ride I'm on. Uh, Justin is on the ride as well, although he's not here today, but he's still part of WWE mentality. So definitely join the movement, join the ride, because it's going to be a fun one. There, you know, we started from the bottom, and you know what they say when you're on the bottom. There's only one way you can go up. So let's go. Naomi made a Naomi actually returning at the Royal Rumble a shock to everybody. Uh, she's been out for a good couple months. Made a shocking return at the Rumble. Came back this Friday and made a statement and took down Bailey, our WWE SmackDown Women's Champion. Naomi clearly wants a shot at Bailey's title, but before Naomi could complete her sentence, basically Naomi getting ready to tell Bailey that you know she wants to get it on. You know, she wants to go one-on-one with the champ. She wants a title shot. Bailey struck her with a sucker punch. Typical heel move, you know. And if you know anything about WWE or heels or baby faces, heel moves, perfect. Perfect setup for Bailey. Keep her as a heel. Don't let her go back to a baby face. Bailey's upper hand was short-lived, though, as Naomi battled back and dropped Bailey to send a clear message to the champ. And as like I said, Naomi wants that title, and Naomi made a good point. Bailey's never beaten her, ever. So that does add a little bit more to the, that kind of story. So we're just gonna have to wait until whatever the next pay-per-view is, because they're not gonna go to Saudi Arabia at the end of February. Uh, I think everybody knows that. They might have one women's match there, maybe. Uh, they could shock us in F2. That would be awesome, as we talked about it in the last. Saudi Arabia event with uh, Natalia and Lacey Evans competing there. Definitely uh, an emotional moment between those two and, and pretty much the world. Uh, the world that watched, the world that paid attention. Women competing in Saudi Arabia just does not happen. It's forbidden. Um, and WWE and Saudi Arabia came to a deal. And what, what a moment. A moment in history, a moment in WWE, a moment in wrestling. Um, it, it was phenomenal to watch, emotional to watch, and uh, I'm, I'm really happy and excited for those two women that they get to etch their name in history as the first two women to compete overseas in Saudi Arabia. Awesome. But, yeah, nonetheless, I don't think this is going to be carried into Saudi Arabia's event. Uh, I think, I believe it's February 26th. Uh, elimination Chamber? Maybe? If I'm not mistaken, is next. Uh, could be something a fast lane, if that's still a thing. I gotta look more into it. And I'll get back to you more next week about it. But 
yeah, uh, definitely a storyline to pay attention to. Last but not least, Roman Reigns and the Usos, again, the bloodline, defeated King Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode, forcing Corbin to pretty much eat his own words. And when I say eat his own words, I mean eating dog food. So, <laughs> Corbin, you stupid fool. You're a great heel. Uh, I love your character. I love I love you as a superstar because you bring so much talent and so much um, hate from the WWE universe. Um Unfortunately, you had to eat some dog food. Uh, Purina one, I think it was. Purina, Purina, yeah. Purina one is, I believe, the brand. Uh, just poor, poor King Corbin. Our king should never have to do that, ever. It is a shame. It's a disgrace to human mankind. Mankind and humans, the same thing, but it doesn't matter because it's still a disgrace. And that's our king, damn it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, the bloodline beaten, beaten off. Well, that didn't sound good at all. <laughs> Redo, the bloodline, forcing King Corbin to eat dog food, beating the team of King Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode. Moving on to Monday Night Raw, held at the Vivant Center, or Vivant Smart Home Arena in Salt Lake City. Man, there were some talks about this not even happening. Because of the, the blizzard in Utah, or yeah, Salt Lake City. There was a there's a blizzard, a massive snowstorm. The governor of that state was going to close the roads, close everything down. Luckily enough, they, you know, WWE sprinkled their magic dust that they have in their back pocket. You know, Vince McMahon, I believe Vince McMahon has a, a pouch of magic fairy dust. Or some kind of magic dust that he sprinkles once every little bit just to make everything work out okay because as we know wwe there's some things that work it's live entertainment there's some things that work and there's some things that don't work but vince mcmahon makes it okay because he'll make up for it the next day he he it will be a sad sad day when that man passes away it will i'll cry uh no doubt in my mind i hope it's a while i hope it's a long while but that man definitely has a pouch of fairy magical dust that he sprinkles on superstars or situations itself and everything just seems to work out and out. Randy Orton came out and uh, was actually going to tell the world about why he attacked Edge the week before. Edge returning at the World Rumble just as Naomi did. Edge making a little bit bigger impact though. Throwing over a couple superstars. Ending up being the last three one of the last three superstars in there, uh, throwing out throwing out Randy Orton as well. Reason why Randy Orton beat Edge to a pulp, gave him the concerto last week. But Randy Orton was going to come out and explain his attack on Edge. But Randy, being the great heel that he is, did not say a word. There was there was rare and little movement in Randy actually. He doesn't have to explain himself. He's one of the best heels in the business. Screw y'all. If y'all think any different, email me. Again, teamwwebx at gmail.com. Email me and please argue with me that Randy Orton is not the best heel in the business. Please. I dare you. Liv Morgan defeated Lana, but yet again another return. Ruby Riot returned this week to attack Liv Morgan after her match. I'm actually glad to see... 
Ruby back from injury. I mean, I think it adds another story to get away from this god-awful Lana and Lashley and Liv and Rusev storyline. Ruby attacking Liv, I think it's poetic justice. Uh, if that's a thing, if you can... Yeah, it is a thing. But I love it. I love the fact that Ruby Riot attacked Liv. This is going to be a fire storyline. Let me tell you here first, at almost 20 minutes into my show, I'm telling you right now that this, between Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, I, I honestly think that Sarah Logan might be involved as well at some point down the road getting the team back together because they now are on all in the same show uh, getting the riot squad back together i think this is going to be awesome ruby adds a whole different dynamic to women wrestling she has an attitude she has the look and i can't wait to see this play out honestly but also getting more importantly getting away from the lana and lashley <laughs> Drew McIntyre defeated 24-7 champion Mojo Raleigh. Drew McIntyre coming out, making a statement, saying he's going to beat Brock Lesnar. Finally getting you know, pretty much the same spiel that Seth Rollins did a couple years ago, maybe a year ago. Do I think Drew McIntyre is going to beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania? I still want this match to be in a cage or Hell in a Cell match. Because I think that will add a whole nother intensity, a whole nother feel of the match. And they're two monstrous guys. They deserve to put on a show inside of Hell in a Cell to show that they're monstrous guys. Right? I don't feel like I'm wrong in saying that. I feel like Drew McIntyre is like 6'5", 6'6". Brock Lesnar, same. Brock Lesnar probably being a little bit heavier than Drew McIntyre. But these are colossal giants in the sporting industry world. Tell me you would not let to see them in Hell in a Cell. Please tell me. Raw Tag Team Champion Buddy Murphy and AOP defeated Kevin Owens and the Viking Raiders. Six-man elimination tag match. Again, Buddy Murphy and AOP with the Viking Raiders at his side. I think I made a mistype on that. Owens, oh, at his side, Owens had a good chance as ever to land a blow against the Monday Night Messiah being Seth Rollins and his flock of, I would say miscreants, even though I don't think that's what they're calling them, but they're miscreants. Let's just face it. But thanks to a combo of Rollins interfering with a stomp and a grisly collision with the ring apron, Eric and Ivar were taken out of commission leaving Owens to go at it alone. Um, I got some news on Owens' last partner, Samoa Joe, later on in some news you may not have heard, but now you have. But Kevin Owens, I don't think, is going to stop until he ends Seth Rollins. I don't think he's going to end him. Or not, he's not going to stop until he ends Seth Rollins. The Monday Night Messiah is going to be the Monday Night Mud Puddle. When before. And when Kevin Owens gets his hands on him. So yeah, Kevin Owens, continue doing what you're doing. You're doing great. I love your work. You're a phenomenal superstar. Please get your hands on Seth Rollins. And, and I told you I was going to talk about this too, about character building. Aleister Black defeated Eric Young. 
This is what I'm talking about character building. There's no reason for Aleister Black to be going against Eric Young. No offense to Eric Young. Obviously bigger superstar than I am. Superstar in general, that is. I don't get it. I think, personally, Vince is testing Aleister Black. I think he's testing him. Just like he tested Cedric Alexander. Uh, just like he tested Mustafa Ali. Just like he tested Apollo Crews. I don't think... And, and I hate to say it. But I don't think... Aleister Black is getting the treatment that he, he deserves. And it sucks because Aleister Black is awesome. He's a great talent. And I just don't... I, I would hate to sit here and say in a month or so that Aleister Black doesn't have a match at WrestleMania. I would hate to say that. But we'll just have to wait and see. Rey Mysterio defeated Angel Gazzara... Garza, I'm sorry. Rey Mysterio defeated Angel Garza via disqualification. Now, I told you last week Andrade got in some trouble, failed the wellness policy out for 30 days. But with all that being said, Selena Vega not stopping with Andrade, recruiting another very well-known Mexico talent, another Lucha talent, and Angel Garza. Very, very unique character This is, that guy is. Um, I think he's going to be a possible tag team partner for Andrade. I know Andrade is the U.S. title champ. And like I said last week, if you fail a will in this policy, you fail any policy that WWE has, you vacate your championship. There's no reason why you should be able to have it. You're not a champion. Champions are held at the highest standard there is. Talk about Michael Phelps. You know, Olympic champion. Got busted. Where has he been? You know what I'm saying? That's my point. That's the only, that's the only thing I got to compare it to. Because that's the first thing that came to mind. You're a champion in the WWE. World Wrestling Entertainment. And you fail a wellness policy, you should not be champion anymore. Despite my personal feelings towards Andrade. And him dating my woman. NXT champion. Women's champion. Rhea Ripley. Surprisingly made a... Uh, not a return, but a, a show. Up at, She showed up at Raw to confront Charlotte. I think this is going to be a great match. If Charlotte accepted this match, and I didn't get to watch NXT, and I couldn't find it today in the news, but if she show, if Charlotte showed up at NXT last night and accepted her challenge, this is going to be an awesome match. Yet another match I think should have a stipulation to. Maybe a cage match. Maybe a Hell in a Cell. I would love to see another Hell in a Cell women's match. But I think this is going to be great. Two averagely tall... I was going to say averagely skilled, but I just can't put anybody higher skill level than Charlotte. I think Rhea Ripley is a great talent. Just Charlotte is Charlotte is the bomb. She's the best. And and if you can't argue with that. She made the women's division. She she's the centerpiece. She is on she's the top of the pedestal whether she's a champion or not. This regardless. You can't discount what she's done in the ring and what she's done for that division. So Charlotte Rhea Ripley going to be an awesome match I think. WWE Women's Tag Team Champion Asuka defeated Natalya and then after the match challenged Becky Lynch to a Raw Women's title match again. 
reason behind this, I don't really know. Does, my big question is, does Becky have what it takes to take down the best in-ring competitor in Asuka for a second time? Again, as I said earlier, Asuka possibly going to be a double champion. Tag team, women's tag team champion, WWE women's champion. Raw champion, I mean. It's just hard to tell because Becky's very spotty in her matches. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to say and have confidence. Oh, yeah, Becky's got it. Don't worry about that. It's hard to tell with Becky. It really is. And I hate to say that because I want to believe that she has it. She's just not consistent. She went from a very, very good match in Sasha Banks and Hell in a Cell. And then what? Not so much. The Shayna Baszler match at Survivor Series? Are you kidding me? Wrong. No. Bye. Royal Rumble match? Eh, it was okay, but I think Asuka pretty much made that match. So, I mean, it's Becky just very spotty. I don't know if she has what it takes to take down Asuka for a second time. Might be some interference in this match. Ricochet defeated Raw Tag Team Champion Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley to earn the right to challenge Brock Lesnar at WWE Super Showdown. Again, that's the Saudi Arabia event held on February 26th, I believe, at the end of the month. I don't completely understand this move by WWE. Matching Ricochet against Brock Lesnar. I mean, we got a little bit of taste of it before the Rumble. I don't think there's any reason to put Ricochet over. Because let's face it, this match will be entertaining. It will. With a high-flying, good selling of Ricochet that he does every single match. Every single night he competes. And the power of Brock Lesnar. I don't get it. Because... We know Brock Lesnar is going to win. He's not going to. I'm sure this will be a title match. He's not going to drop his title. They're going to have Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre face for the title at WrestleMania. We know that. So putting Ricochet against Brock, Brock Lesnar at the Saudi event just doesn't make any sense. Unless the Saudi King specifically wants to see this match. I mean, like I said, it's going to be high flying. Um, I give it about a two minute match. You, t- you look at all Brock Lesnar's past opponents that match up the Ricochet, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, um, Kofi Kingston for that point. All short matches, not going very long. Brock will sell it, as he will always will. It just, it'll be entertaining. Just unfortunately for Ricochet, uh, he'll, he'll get the, the bad end of the stick on this one. Uh, that pretty much wraps up Raw. I want to thank RedCircle.com. That's our hosting site for this podcast today. And um, again, very knowledgeable site, very knowledgeable people. Uh, they helped me through all things that it is having to do with hosting a, a podcast there. If you do feel like you want, if you do feel like you like the show, right, and you're in a giving mood, I'm not asking, I'm not begging, but if you feel like you're in a giving mood, head over to RedCircle.com. Or email me at teamwwoex at gmail.com and let me give you a link to where you can donate to the show. That's the good thing about Red Circle. Before, on Anchor, you couldn't donate. Like, we do this for free, people. I am spending an hour of my day away from my kids and my wife to talk wrestling with you guys. And I love it. Don't get me wrong. It's awesome. I love it. But... It'd be cool to get a donation every once in a while, wouldn't it? Right? Maybe? 
Eh, maybe not. I don't know. But next week, I do have to tell you, I'm going to get the name. I just got a new shirt in, the new WWE mentality shirt. It's got a captain logo for myself and the logo, the WWE mentality podcast logo, logo, logo on the back. Awesome shirt. Uh, it feels a lot better than the last one. Looks a lot better than the last one. I'm going to have to get you the name of the guy who did it. Is a, a entrepreneur who did it. I can't remember the name of his business right now, and I forgot to write it down, so that's my fault. But I'm going to get you the name next week. You need to go check this guy out on Instagram. He does not yet have a Facebook page. He's just starting out, but damn, he did good work. So just know that if you tune into the show and you're interested in the show, we are going to do some contests here in the show. We are. And you'll be able to win a shirt, a WWE Mentality Podcast shirt. And just like WWE, and I was talking about that fairy magical dust, I have some magical dust of my own that I sprinkle on these shirts. And I tell you what, it's the best feeling shirt I've worn in a long time. So just throwing it out there. But thank you, RedCircle.com, for hosting our podcast and uh, answering all my stupid questions, as stupid as they may sound. Thank you to our new uh, our sponsors, Village Hardware, OBX Bail Bonds, and the Bellhaven Pool Room. And... Again, we are in a new studio, so there there will be some more changes coming. I don't know those changes quite yet, but I, I'm aware of them, that there may be. So just keep in mind that everything is a learning curve, okay? I've learned in 28 years of my life, and thank God I'm still alive, that you learn something new every single day. I had a talk, actually, with one of our buddies' uh, stepson. Uh, a TWO guy by the name of Ryan the Dominant, his stepson asked me if I refereed basketball games. Of course I referee basketball games. I referee the adult league, the over 30 league. And he had an interesting question. He said, what do you know about basketball? I never got asked that question. And my response was, well, you know, I don't know everything, but every day is an opportunity to learn something. And he's nine years old. How, <laughs> I scratch my head right now and just think if, if someone would have told me that when I was nine years old, one ear and out the other. But I, I kind of feel like I got to this kid. You know, you know that feeling if you're a parent out there and as I am when you talk to your kids and yeah, okay, dad. I have a six-year-old who says that all that. Okay, it wasn't me. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, that kind of feeling. And then you talk to them, and you're like, you know you got inside their brain, but was it going all the way through? And then you see their face, you, you see their face, and then you see the action after you get on talking to them. You're like, yeah, I got them. That's the feeling, <laughs> that's the feeling I got yesterday is like, I, I just made an impact on this kid. As I hope to make an impact on your life every Thursday while I'm sitting here doing the podcast. So, again, thank you all for joining uh, this movement, this uh, experience with us. Uh, again, you learn something new every day. As I'm sitting here in a new studio with one microphone. Before, there was two microphones in a different system how to do it. But guess what? I'm learning how to do it. Because that's what you got to do. You got to learn something new every day. You got to proceed with life to the fullest and uh, don't take any short shortcuts don't take any breaks because you, you're going to miss something great that's my little life advice for y'all today 
But going to some news that you may have heard, but or may not have heard, but now you have. As noted earlier, uh, it was announced during WWE backstage at FS1 that WWE has signed two top free agents this week. Former Impact Wrestling star Killer Cross has joined WWE Performance Center and top indie talent Timothy Thatcher. Killer Cross I've heard before. I haven't really got a chance to watch him very much, but definitely have heard his name quite a few times around the area. As previously reported, as I said earlier, the Revival, Scott Dawson, Dash Wilder requested their WWE release again last month. Uh, they, they requested it again as they did last month as well. They had requested their release in January of 2019 and reportedly cited that they were unhappy with the tag team division as a whole and how they were being used. In May of 2019, they were reportedly offered a five-year deal worth $500,000 per year, which they turned down. How can you be disappointed in the tag team division? You've been here, what, three years? Really? Dash and Dawson, really? Been here three years, bro. You have the New Day in your division. You have the Usos in your division. You, I don't think I need to tell anybody else. There's no other tag team I think I need to mention. The Usos in the New Day. Yeah, there could be more, right? There always could be more. But for for five hundred thousand yearly, and your reason being the tag team division isn't where you want it to be. Get the hell out of here. We don't want you in WWE anyway. Today, Tuesday, February 6th, WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, the Kubaki Warriors, Asuka and Kairi Sane, that is, hit a milestone in their impressive regain or their, their impressive reign, I'm sorry. The pair are now the longest reigning WWE Women's Tag Team in history. Only early last year were the championships introduced, now with a reign of 123 days as of today. I think that's half the year. If my math is not mistaken. I'm not great at math. I think I've mentioned that before on this show. But I'm pretty sure it's close to half a year. And, and congratulations to them, honestly. That's hard to do. As noted, WWE Hall of Famer Bill Goldberg will be on Friday night SmackDown tomorrow night to announce who is next for him. Obviously, he's going to be competing at the Saudi Arabia event. Uh, w or PWI Insider has confirmed that his announcement will be for Goldberg's match at Super Showdown. As I just said, there's still no word yet on who his opponent may be. I kind of feel like it's got to be Dolph Ziggler. Does anybody else feel that way? I mean, look up the history between those two, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Last but not least, there have been talks in WWE with Hall of Famer Sting appearing at Super Showdown in 2020, but it looks like that will be that will not be happening. Uh, I wish it would. I hope it does, but not a Super Showdown. I, I've said it last week. There were talks about him and the Undertaker at Super Showdown. No. Do not. I mean, I know all WrestleMania events and pay-per-view events are aired on the network, and all the Saudi Arabia events are aired on the network. I get it. But maybe prolong this until next year or something where you can get in a bigger arena 
to have it more paid off, right? Because putting him in Tampa at Raymond James Stadium, putting him and Taker there, I just don't know. It's a stadium, but it's not a, uh, a brand-new Minnesota Viking stadium. It's not a Dallas Cowboys stadium. Um, I, I don't know where they're holding WrestleMania next year, but if I were them, I would try to prolong this as best as I could and try to renovate Dallas Cowboys Stadium, which held 100-something thousand people a couple years ago, WrestleMania 30, I believe, and, and try to do that match there. Then it would be a payoff. You know, you're close to Taker's hometown. I think you're honestly close to the Sting's hometown. I think they're both from Texas, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, do it there. Don't do it at Raymond James. Don't do it in Jihad, Saudi Arabia. No. There was a push a few weeks back for Sting to be in Saudi Arabia, just like I just said. However, of last night after Raw, word is that those talks have died down, thank God. There's no word yet on who WWE had in mind for Sting at the show. Well, I know who they had in mind. They had The Undertaker, and I'm glad, hopefully, it won't work out. Because I would hate to see Sting and Taker, the two biggest, if definitely the biggest icons, uh, beside Hulk Hogan, and you know, the obvious Stone Cold, The Rock, and so on and so forth. Definitely two of the top icons in this in this type of business. I don't think you can talk wrestling without talking Undertaker. I don't think you can talk uh, Impact Wrestling or TNA rest, Wrestling without Sting. Whichever one he was on. I forgot which one he was on. But everyone's been wanting this match. My uncle said it two months ago You know, when I was on Facebook Live. Sting, Taker, WrestleMania. If it happens this year... I don't know if I'd want to see it this year again. I mean, I just think the stadium's too small for them. If you want to fill an arena, make it Cowboy Stadium, which is the biggest arena in the NFL, or maybe even Atlanta. Atlanta's pretty big. Possibly the new Raider, the Raiders, you know, in Nevada. I don't know. It just has to be a bigger stadium than this to get to get what you want. Uh, and what you're going to get, though, is going to be five, ten-minute match, right? You know, it, they're both older guys. I'm sure they can still put on a hell of a show, but everybody's been wanting this match since the end of time, or the beginning of time. Since Taker was making a name for himself, since Sting was making a name for himself, everybody wanted Sting to come to WWE and take on Taker. And vice versa. It didn't work out. But now it has a chance. Just, just don't do it in jihad. Nothing against Saudi Arabia, honestly. I just don't. I don't think that would be beneficial for the WWE fans. So that's pretty much my my news for this week. Again, I am at uh, East Carolina Radio here in Kenilworth Hills, right beside the right behind the gym in uh, Naxhead. Did I just say Kenilworth Hills and Naxhead? I meant Naxhead. Right behind the gym in Nagshead at East Carolina Radio Studio. It's a new home for the WWE Mentality Podcast. And uh, I couldn't be more excited. It's got AC in here. It's got a nice little chair. It's a nice little room. One mic. So, I mean, hey, like I said, you learn something new every single day. I've got to learn how to mix all this down again. 
new equipment. Ugh. But guys, if you have, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any comments or opinions on today's show, please email me at teamwweobx at gmail.com. And if you're here close to the Outer Banks, me and Justin and some of the TWO guys, Team WWEOBX guys, our little group over on Facebook page, go check us out. Again, if you want to check the podcast out, we have a Facebook page as well. About 350-something likes on Facebook so far. Uh, 350-something people as well have, have joined that page as well. But yeah, if, you're, if you live close here to the Outer Banks and um, want to come join us for dinner, we will be at Jack Brown's tonight. Uh, over on milepost eight and a half on the beach road that is a home away from home for wwe mentality that's where we go get our burger on and uh me and justin are going to be over there later tonight we're going to snack down on some greg brady's if you don't know what that is that's a 100 percent wagyu beef burger with uh mac and cheese and barbecue chips hmm. well as my mouth is watering now i have to get out of here <laughs> that's it for me this is your host jr thank you for joining me today guys I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Again, email me at teamwweobx at gmail.com for any opinions or if you just want to straight talk about wrestling. Uh, again, you can find me on YouTube as well at WWE Mentality as well as Facebook at WWE Mentality. Facebook, shoot me a message. Let me know how you enjoyed the show. Um, and that, that pretty much wraps up today. So as we always like to say, keep slamming and stay wonderful. See you guys next week. <laughs>